Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. In-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Fourth down in the Steel City, Steelers-Eagles Sunday, 1 o'clock. I'm Adam. That's my buddy, Colin. Colin, I'm going to Philly. What do you think? I think it's great. You know, can we talk about something? Let's talk about this because I think this is a big topic here. I think NFL games get a bad rap in terms of the violence. There are a lot – like, I went to Steelers and Jets earlier this year. I think the approximation of games that I've been to, I'm 45 now, I'll be 46 in December. The game, the amount of games I was, I've been at from the time, ages between eight and probably 35 Steeler games was probably about 17,212. That's right. So that being said, I think that the violence (laughs) is vastly overrated at games i think that there's a couple knuckleheads everywhere at every event and everything in life in our fine country right now that ruin it for a few people it is a better experience at home because of the pacing not because of the violence that's been my thought oh i'm with you the thing for me at games isn't drunk guy xyz although there are some sometimes it's not that someone's going to hawk a loogie on the back of my head or dump a beer on me. Even if I go to a game on the road, 
That generally hasn't been my experience. The problem is it's such a pain in the ass and it's your whole day. And I will go to a West Virginia football game once a year because it's too much other than that. It's an entire day. I could drive down to the north side, go to a Steelers game. You got to leave early in the morning. You got to stay for the game. That's the fun part. Then you're stuck in traffic for two hours if you stay for the entirety of the game. That's it. That's your day. And some people love that to be their day. To me, that's the bigger problem is that football it just football games it's so aren't a game, consuming. they're an event. Yes. That's the thing. And I'm with you on that. It is. There's there's time on the front side. There's time on the back side. Now, listen, we are not we are never, ever, ever, ever. I say this all the time, man. This is such a great discussion. I don't think enough people have it. We are never an accurate barometer for things because we're jaded. One, we sit in the press box a lot. Two, we work in sports. What we do sometimes, what we what we have the advantage to be able to do in our life, that's a normal course of action in our job, to walk into a locker room. Not a lot of people work in places where some people pay money to go on tours to go to those right. places. And so it's never lost on me how special it is what we do. That said, it becomes commonplace. And that's not because we don't appreciate it. It just becomes commonplace when something is your workplace. So we're the last people i think sometimes when we go to games to understand the enormity of it for joe from kane pa or mike from greensburg or whatever that just has a chance to go to a game once every five years and saves up a lot of money or even once a year maybe even just once every week and that is essentially his getaway it's not our getaway it's what we do so we're an inaccurate barometer on being able to comment on things like that no, I think you're right about that, and it's one of the reasons why I'm jacked up to go with my man Jimmy Stevens and his girlfriend Jenna to Philadelphia this weekend because my man is so damn excited to see the Steelers play, to watch him play a football team that is significantly better than his. He doesn't care. He wants to watch his team play, and I know it's Philly, and their fans are loyal, and the team is really good, and it's going to be packed. You're still going to see some Steelers fans there because regardless of whether or not they're good, they've been so often good, but regardless of whether or not they're good, people want to see their team play. No, you're right about that. And I try to put myself in the shoes that I used to be in, my much smaller shoes, Colin, my younger selves shoes, if you will. I enjoyed going to games. I did. Now I'm old. There's a lot going on. It's a whole production, but I think you're right. Yeah, it is. It is a big production to the game, though. I guess we oh. got to talk about that, and we got to talk about a bunch of other things. Breaking news, seemingly as we talk, that it feels like it might be getting closer and closer, and it turns from um, doubtful to questionable. I guess in the old way of doing things, mm -hmm. that T.J. Watt could play in this football game which is really interesting to me. Um, I said people are out of their mind if they think he's going to play unless he goes through a practice where he has shoulder pads and a helmet on. Well, apparently he went through practice where he had shoulder pads and a helmet on. So that is pushing it to the, in the direction of, again, from doubtful to – or from uh, whatever doubtful – whatever the better one is, uh, questionable to doubtful, or doubtful to questionable. There you so, go. Yeah, that said, um, man, 
I'm a big, I'm a big, if the doctor clears you, you get out there kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, if he's out there running around and I'm watching video of him do it right now, because I want to get the full clear picture, baby oh, boy, yeah. what a, what a beautiful fall day on the North side of Pittsburgh where TJ Watt is running around. Well, he actually did on the South side of Pittsburgh. What did I say? North that's, side. Yeah. That's where the practice. No, he's just, he's running all over the place calling. He's uh-huh. going from the North to the South. He's got that kind of range. If he can go, he should go. Like, the Steelers, if he's cleared, he should play. It shouldn't be one of those things where he's cleared, let's be careful with him. Because just last week, we talked about this. If the Steelers had beat the Dolphins, they're three and four. We mm-hmm. assumed they were going to lose to the Eagles. That would make them three and five. But we said at three and five that they would be in this thing. Thus, if they beat the Eagles and get the three and five, they'll be in this thing. This is a must-win game. This is a franchise that thinks it contends until it is no longer mathematically able to contend. If he is cleared, do not be cautious with T.J. Watt. Play him, because here's the other thing. If Watt gets re-injured, that's not good for him. That stinks. I will feel for him. I'm an empathetic kind of guy. However... He gets hurt again. You're two and six. Now you've got the final two months of the season plus the entire offseason to get TJ Watt ready for next year when it does matter. So play his ass. Let's go. Right. And it's is it a linear um, comeback from this injury or is it not? That's what I don't understand. Like, does he have a better chance of being injured because he's not all the way healed? Or is it just he's he, – if he has the same exact chance of being injured on Sunday that he would in 14 days from Sunday. Yes. Then that, that to me is the big question point. here. You know, I, is, is healed a finite thing is back a finite thing. Uh, you know, football players say after week one, you're never hundred percent again until week one of the next season anyway. So I just, that's the part I don't get. Like, will he be any more healthy after the bye? That's a great, it's a great point. And if he is able to go, I don't know that it swings things 12 points into the Steelers favor, right? Obviously it does not. It would give them a better chance of winning. Forget about this game though. I mean, because the reality is we can match things up. Well, the Steelers defensive line versus the Eagles offensive line. Well, it's just Cam Hayward versus a really good unit. You can flip it the other way and you can say the Eagles defensive line should eat against the Steelers offensive line. You can talk about the quarterback matchup. You can talk about skill position. The Eagles have a better roster than the Pittsburgh Steelers, no doubt about it. The only way you think the Steelers have a chance is if you lick your finger, you put it up in the wind, and you say, hmm, today football's going to happen. And what I mean by that is the NFL's stupid, it's kooky, and weird stuff happens. The Steelers could win the game just because you can win any game you play, I think, unless you're playing like the Bills or the Chiefs. If T.J. Watt comes back here and after, though, right. and let's say you do strike football midnight tonight on the Eagles or Sunday night on the Eagles, and you do upend them, I'm not rolling them out to make the playoffs then. And they've got so many issues. And the offensive coordinator's that bad. This guy's that important, though. I mean, he is, to me, and we've seen it, maybe the most important non-quarterback, hyperbole alert, in the NFL, Colin. I have two things to this. First of all, the only way the Pittsburgh Steelers could win this football game is if they get two plus turnovers. 
they sure. win the turnover mo- margin by two plus and TJ Watt essentially has to play for that to happen. I think um, one it, you need a strip sack. You need something to happen in and around the scrimmage line. I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to throw three interceptions to your one or to your one force fumble. Now let's paint a picture. This is where it really gets entertaining to me. If you somehow win, and I think that you'll win against this team, if you can win, it's a, it's, it's, an right. it's a long shot. shot. The way that you win against this team, the Eagles, is a defensive-driven game. The Steelers aren't beating the Eagles, I I don't think, 45-42. Like, that's not going to happen. They're going to somehow – it's going to be turnover fest, something weird is going to happen, and they would win 16-13 somehow. If it happens where you win and it's defensive-driven – and, again, the only way I think they can win is defensive-driven – it becomes even more of a point that you have to fire the offensive coordinator because then you're still in it and your offense is still terrible. But there's the bye week and you still have a shot to make the playoffs. If they win and it's propelled by the defense and the offense just kind of hung on, then it's a real Baltimore Cam Cameron situation. Yeah, because it would tell me that it's – it's still right there because the one thing you need to fix is your offense. Right. Uh, the defense, the last two weeks has nutted up, and they've been more along the lines of what we expected to see this year. And maybe maybe I should cut them some slack for being without Watt and not being great at times earlier on the year. They've really only had one bad overall defensive performance, and that was against the Buffalo Bills. Against the Jets, they were bad in the fourth quarter. They were bad in the fourth quarter against the Browns. They've had moments, right? I'm with you. Let's get to the offensive coordinator. Next fourth down in the Steel City. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Fourth down in the offensive coordinators. Poopy. Yes, there you are. Yeah, there you go. Adam Crowley, Colin Dunlap, Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada has come under much fire all season long, but probably no more so than this week, Colin, when Aditi Kinkabwala, she was on our station, was asked by Andrew Filipponi on the PM team, 
if the Steelers are blown out by the Eagles, will they get rid of the offensive coordinator? She said yes. Jeff Hathorne, our sports director, a man who is connected, tied in, and of much repute, he said he wouldn't go that far, but he said this is a different organization now than it has been. A, we both agree it should happen. B, if they get blown out, will it happen? Yeah, I think it will. I think it will because Mike Tomlin did not dismiss it. While he wasn't warm to it, he also didn't dismiss it. He's dismissed a lot of things over the course of his tenure here where he said, come on, guys. Come on, guys. Things like that. And just made it a non-starter. He didn't make it a non-starter. He said, I'm not there. You know, which means translation to me, he could get there. I'm with you on that. And he needs to get there. And just because he's had a successful NFL head coaching tenure doesn't mean he can't change. And the re- the way he'd be changing here is by mi- admitting a mistake, something that Mike Tomlin has not done often in his NFL career. Nick Saban used to run this old school pro style offense and his athletes were better than yours. But then other teams got athletes too. And he needed to hire offensive coordinators that could adapt with the times. Les Miles was the opposite. At LSU, he stuck with that pro-style offense. They won a national championship. He was not able to adapt, and thus it didn't work out for him. What I'm saying here is the best coaches, even ones who have had success, you need to adapt. Bill Belichick, he won first throwing the ball sideways and with defense. Then it was throwing the ball all over the yard with Brady. Then the receivers weren't as good, so he did it with double tight ends. He has always evolved. Great coaches evolve. Mike Tomlin's been doing the same things too long. The first step in fixing that, in rectifying that, is firing Matt Canada here. They need to hire an innovator, but the first step, and it needs to happen, is you need to admit fault. I don't know that he can get there. I think the organization's at a place now where they can push him to get there, though. Who, though? Well, that's the million-dollar question, because you keep hearing vague things from a DD like, it's not your grandfather's Pittsburgh Steelers. And you hear from Jeff, it's a different organization. They operate differently now. I don't know how that power struggle works. I don't. But I'm hearing from people that I trust that it is different. Well, and can I believe, I want to believe that they'll fire him, and I want to believe that Mike Tomlin will be the guy to fire him. So I'm going to believe that the head coach is in charge and has a whole lot of power. And if the firing comes down to come down from Mike Tomlin, which is nece- isn't necessarily an escape from your grandfather Steelers. So I'm going to believe huh. I am going to believe that it is your grandfather Steelers until I have firm proof that it's not, if that's fair, even if a firing happens. Yeah, because it's been such a coach oriented organization. I mean, even going back, I heard Starkey talking about this today. And it makes a lot of sense, but Tom Donahoe found out the hard way. You don't F with the coach. And we know for a long time now that Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin have been involved together in the draft. But people that I trust have said Mike Tomlin is really the guy. And we know that he hired Matt Canada and Randy Feetner, And he makes a lot of these decisions unilaterally. So you're right. Even if he fires him, it wouldn't necessarily be. Uh, a difference from our grandfather's right. Steelers. But Can I give you an example? Go ahead. Continue. Sure. No, no, you're good. My example is this. Like, the coach in 
the coaches is the most is the biggest guy in that place, even bigger than the GM and bigger than anybody but Ambassador Rooney in the recent past. And I'll tell you exactly why. Art the second publicly decreed and yelled and screamed, not yelled and screamed. He doesn't yell and scream. He publicly decreed to run the football more and they went out and they didn't. (laughs) The coach said, okay, that's nice. I mean, I don't think I'm making that up. I think that's probably, that's how it went down. Right. I mean, didn't art Art for the last, the last multiple off seasons. It said, got to run the ball. And here they are again for like the third year running dead ish last in the NFL in running the football. And if you aggregate it, I would imagine that they are dead last and not making any commitment to offensive line. No, apart from bargain bin shopping is, which to your point is not a commitment. I do think it would be a departure though, because Mike Tomlin would be doing something that the organization proper has just not done. So Mm -hmm. in one way it would be the coach pulling the trigger in a coach run organization, organization, which isn't different. But it would be Mike Tomlin doing something that they've never done before and firing an offensive coordinator midseason. I get so tired, though, Colin, of hearing people talk about crap like that. Oh, they've never done it. <laughs> so, so the frig what? What the, what the hell does that mean? That If I ever go into Craig Riley's office, he's our boss, and he asks me, hey, why'd you do something? And I say, well, that's the way it was always done. He's going to look at me. He's going to laugh and say, that's the dumbest excuse you could ever have. People evolve. Organizations need to evolve. They've never done it. F off. They haven't won a Super Bowl in over a decade. They haven't won a playoff game in six years. They need to do stuff different. Do you know what two industries have done? Well, I'll just give you one because I don't want to offend the other people. Do you know what industry has – that's the way we've always done it, sort of as uh, as their calling card for a long time? I'm guessing the one you don't want to go into is religion. Correct. That yeah. was the one I didn't want to tell you was the Catholic Church. Yeah. The other one was newspapers. And where huh. are they right now? Uh, seriously, the, for for years and years and years and years, the inability of newspapers to, one, monetize and, two, totally warm to the Internet product because that's the way we've always done it. We've got to get this sheet of paper with this gigantic printing press that's based somewhere in the basement of a building and these guys all dirty and muddy because some person that's 85 years old wants to sit at their kitchen table and read this newspaper. We still got to get that product out and bleed money. We got to do it. Now, where are they? Yeah, my grandma, if you would suffer a burn back in the day, would douse it in butter, which we've been told is no good you put your hand under the water that's how things are done now because the way it used to be was not cool i mean we we used to drown people we thought were witches like we we evolve we learn things and then we improve ourselves you can do things that you didn't use to do if the crap that you used to do ain't doing it now they have not been a good football team, a championship caliber football team since the late 2000s, the 20, 2010s. I mean, they went to the AFC championship game in 2016 and got their butt kicked. The next year they went 13 and three and weren't competitive for most of a playoff game. Like, what are we really talking about here? When's the last time Mike Tomlin overachieved? The Doc Hodges here. Apart from that, when do they overachieve? They are perennial underachievers, this franchise, in the last decade plus. Well, they don't usually do that. 
And the people who say, typically, they don't usually do that. Uh-huh. They, 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 you feel like Art Rooney the second's hand is up their backside and moving their mouths for You know them. what else they don't usually do right now? Win playoff games. Right. Um, the, all that said, I have rapid fire for you if you're ready Let's next. go. Let's all go. Right. Next, rapid fire. Bang, bang. Boom, boom, boom. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Rapid fire, Colin Dunlap. Let's go. Okay, I got a bunch of things for you. I'm, I, I thought of a couple of them, but some of them will just come off the top of my head. Ready, rapid fire. You can go eh, 10 words or so, but don't make it a freaking mini series with your answers, okay? Um, so here we are. Cheese uh, steaks. Yeah, they're really good. Rocky movies. Never seen them. Cheese whiz on cheese steaks. Never tried that. Slimy peppers on cheesesteaks. 100%. More. The more, the better. Mayo on a cheesesteak. The more, the better. The Liberty Bell. Eh, it's overrated. It's cracked. It's a bell. The Phillies in the World Series. Sort of pulling for him. Bryce Harper. Kind of dig the cut of his jib. Randall Cunningham. Eh, before my time. The Pennsylvania Turnpike. Spend a lot of money on it this weekend. Oh, fair enough. The best Eagles jerseys ever are. Oh, man. I like their current getups because they were the ones they wore with McNabb, and I those are the ones I had fond memories of. That's longer than 10 words. That's fine. We're okay to go with it. Philadelphia being dirty, grimy, nasty, and full of rude people. True or not true? That's true. Hmm. I found that to be true. I agree with you. Philadelphia is located in what portion of our country? East, northeast. What would you describe it as? That's an east coast town. Pittsburgh is located in what portion of our country? Appalachian adjacent. Oh, you sound like Brian O'Neill. Or How something. about that? Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, a couple more. A couple more. You ready? <laughs> this is this is pretty good. The World Series is not what it used to be. Like it. The NFC and the AFC should continue on or be disbanded. I like it the way it is. Hmm. All right. The best quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers five years from now will be. Dead air. I think it's going to be Pickett, man. George Pickens will be one of the top three receivers in Steelers history. No. That one could come back to bite me. 
That's T- the answer that I've given that I'm least that I'm least happy with, Colin. TJ Watt will be a Hall of Famer. Easily. First Easily. ballot. First, First ballot. Pack. Yeah. Mika Fitzpatrick will be a Hall of Famer. No. Jalen Hurts will win a Super Bowl. No. Wow. Wow. Sirianni will win a Super Bowl. Oh, oh, Colin, you dirty dog, you. I think more likely than him than Hurts. Yeah, I do. Okay. That's good. That's good. I got one more for you. Coming off the top of your head, these questions. This is the last one. Who will be there longer? Tomlin, the coach of the Steelers, or Sirianni, the coach of the Eagles? Tomlin. Wow, he's gonna he's then he would have outlast like five Eagles coaches. Yeah, I understand. Like I I know I know that Tomlin got a significant head start on this Sirianni cat, but the last guy they had won a Super Bowl and he was out of town like two and a half years later. Like they'll just churn through him. The Reed, Reed Peterson, you know, you know, man. I really do. Of all the questions, there's so many things I want to get to quickly here, but I really, I really do think Kenny Pickett's going to be good enough to be the quarterback for a while, which might be a dangerous place to be. Honestly, I don't know if, I mean, I kind of do know he ain't Mahomes, He ain't Josh Allen. He ain't ever going to be those guys, but I think he'll be good enough to win with. He showed me so much moxie on those final two drives. Yes, the interceptions happen, and they weigh more. They do. But I think it's there. But I think it might be there for them to just be a 10-11 win team at the apex. But because you're so quarterback hungry in this league, you don't move on from them. You know, that's how Brady got caught in Indianapolis because the interceptions weighed more. Um <laughs> That's a top five call-in joke since I've started working with you. It was a pretty I was I quick witted. I thought of that one very quickly. Um It's because you just went through the whole mental rigmarole of coming up with those questions on the fly. Yes. Uh what other one did you want to get to? The Tomlin Sirianni one. It intrigues me that you don't think that Sirianni will outlast Tomlin. I just I think the Steelers turn it around to the point where they're still winning more games than they lose in the near future. And that means he's got job security until he says bye-bye himself. Meanwhile, the Eagles guy could win a Super Bowl and three years later get canned. I mean, I just don't trust coaching mm, longevity anywhere else in the NFL apart from Pittsburgh. And so I'll bet Chris on that. Patrick's a Hall of Famer for you? You know what? That's a good one. He's not a Hall of Famer for me. And the reason I say that is TJ will get there based on pure numbers. And you just, I mean, he's going to win another defensive player of the year at some point. He's just that good. Like you look at his sack numbers in the first five years or whatever it's been of a career. I mean, he compares to some of the all-time greats. Right, right. Minka, he doesn't quite have those accolades. He'd have to start picking the ball off with even more regularity to get those kind of counting stats. But the biggest thing is TJ can make it because of the counting stats and no Super Bowl. I don't think you're going to see a safety without the counting stats and no Super Bowl get in. Bang. There we are. I think that about does it. Do they uh, win? Do they do they cover? Oh yeah, we've got to do that. Um the Steelers will lose by a touchdown. 
I think that they'll make a valiant push late. It'll be a 17, maybe 12-point game, something like that. They'll score a late touchdown, try an onside kick, a Boswell special at the end, not get it. One of those down-to-the-wire, but not really down-to-the-wire type games. I think ultimately the Eagles win by 15. Oh, see, I think I think just a field goal. I think it'll be, uh, or excuse me, just a touchdown. Something, uh, give me, you know, 28, 28, 20, something like that. I'll go 35, 20. Steelers defensive touchdown, by the way, or special teams touchdown. Steven Sims going to play? He's a pretty big deal in that regard. I don't know. I shouldn't ask questions I don't know the answer to. I'm calling a block touchdown. I'm calling the end of the podcast. There we are. Have fun in Philly. Thank you. See you on Monday. Tuesday, pal. That's right. Goodbye. Goodbye.